0: Ghetto Gastro, Martel Cartel, very audacious, celebrating a legacy. This cake is going to shake you out your pants and make you want to (laughs) dance. What's going on? My name is John, I'm from Ghetto Gastro. They call me Fidel Gastro, the dishwasher, AKA the underwater ceramic technician. And today we're going to work on some of our favorite holiday recipes, one being the ghetto dream cake. This cake is audacious and it's inspired by Malcolm's time in Copenhagen, and you gotta love when you could make a holiday dessert and it has coconut in it, you know, especially being from the Bronx, bringing some of that Caribbean flavor, Danish flavor, bringing in the Blue Swift, to have a touch of that, and we're reporting live from the Chanteloup in Cognac, France, and i introduced introduce
1: the ice lord and let him get into it. Yeah, yeah, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? This is Mac. I'm gonna walk you through the ingredients. Uh, we have some flour, a bowl of flour mixed with the baking powder and some salt. Uh, we have some granulated sugar, some butter, some eggs, cream, more butter, some coconut flakes, more sugar, and some light brown sugar, and lastly, some uh, milk. Last but not least, can't forget the Blue Swift and some good pears locally uh, sourced from a great farm nearby. You can find this in your logo, Bughetto.
0: And part of why this recipe is so special, because when you think about the holiday packaging that we designed for Martel Blue Swift, we have the four Swifts which cross the Atlantic. So this is an exchange between the Bronx and the Atlantic. So this kind of represents the audacity, the postmodernism, and all of these expressions that you'll see on the box art. Holiday vibes.
1: Yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is cook our pears. I got to get that sound like the Prodigy Mob Deep Shook ones. So put your, your stove top on, get a pan on there, get the pan kind of hot. While that's going, we're going to peel these pears. Peel the pears. Um, Pickle pipe Peel peeled pear Peter pepper blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know it's a nice little sound here it sounds like a Ew. and we're actually gonna save all this stuff this we're gonna be very sustainable um and we're gonna make an infused cream with the pear skins and the core to make a pear cream you see that when you got the ice load on
0: the team just just throws new shit at you, you know, uh-huh. hit you, hit you with, I'm about, the, with the
1: vibes. I'm about sustainability and about my cash, so. Flavor. Layering flavors <laughs> for you to savor. It never wavers. Okay, so I'm on my last pair now. About how many pairs? We got five here. You know, one for extra, just in case. Yeet. Yeah. This cake feeds about four to eight, but uh, I'm gonna be honest, when I make this cake, it usually doesn't last very long. So now we're going in. Get the cores. Get the cores.
0: I've actually never seen this tool used before. <laughs> Technology. I just got it. <laughs> just no. got it, right? No.
1: <laughs> you either in or you out, man. Beat it. Sometimes my neighbor likes to pop in and figure out what I'm doing. But usually I just tell them to beat it. <laughs> <laughs> so this tool I'm using, it's called an apple corer, but we're using it on pears, so I guess it works. It's all in the same family. Yeah. Stones. You, use it on
0: oranges, <laughs> stone gangsters.
1: All right, so we're going to go over here, check our pan. Seems very hot. We're going to pour in a little bit of a sukar. Little sucre, little sugar, which which also comes from
0: the um other side of the Atlantic most times.
1: Ooh, that smells nice. Ooh. Okay. Then we're gonna turn the heat up and we're gonna start to make a dry caramel. So a dry caramel is when you add your sugar to a hot pan, and then the sugar starts to melt and liquefy. And that's how you have a caramel. Uh, If we wanted to add a wet caramel to this, we would add a little bit of water to this and make a syrup, and then that'd be a wet caramel. So when you're making the caramel, um, it's very important to not stir too much, but you want the sugar to evenly melt, Um, so you don't want to burn it in certain areas, you just want to get a nice even caramelization and just let the sugar do its thing. If you stir it too much, the sugar will start to crystallize and you'll get really big clumps and you don't want that. And what color are we looking for? And the color that you're trying to look for is a nice golden brown, like my skin, you know? Brown town, like the the Blue Swift. Alright, so this is... This is about right. It's nice golden little brown. Next, next, next step. Step, step. step. So we drop in our pears. And at this point, I think I it ha- smells more like molasses. I have the at this point I have the heat very low and I just want to coat these pears in caramel. Be very careful when you're working with the caramel not to burn yourself. The worst burn you can get is actually from caramel. It'll rip your skin off in stages and it'll keep burning you forever, like hell. How many caramel burns have you got here? None. <laughs> so we're gonna add a little bit of Martel Blue Swift to this. So this is called deglazing the caramel. So we're basically pulling all this caramel, this sticky stuff off the bottom of the pan and liquefying it to coat these pears. So we're just gonna cook that on the simmer. We'll add a little bit of milk to it first. I'd say about 150 milliliter. It's just kinda to coat it. Like you don't have to go crazy with the measurement on this um, because this is just an extra and it's it's really just utilizing the leftovers. Um, so, I added milk to this because we're gonna blend it with a little bit of sugar. You can't blend cold cream, it'll turn into butter. So, we add a little bit of milk to it so we can blend it. Checking on the pears. Smelling that eau du Um. Well, we're looking for a nice coatingness on the. Of the caramel around the pear. We want we want to make sure that the caramel is fully coated. Nice and then we're drowning gonna, of the yeah, pear. Yeah, we're going to check, like, the, the doneness, the texture. Um, but it's just a slow cook. I'd say by the time we start doing the cake, these pears are going to be done. And you want to just keep it on the low kind of heat. You're just you you're simmering. Bubble. You're just bubbling. Bubble slowly. Yeah, Exactly. Like ghetto gas, we had a slow bubble. It's not a quick bubble that bursts. It's a slow bubble. Okay, so the pears, they're going to be cooking in this caramel on low heat for 15 to 20 minutes. And just keep an eye on it. I'm going to add a little bit of more martel just because it's evaporating and we don't want all of it to go away. And then we have no liquid and then the pears burn. So now let's do our cream. Put this here. Next. Um, We're going to take our little tammy or a cake sifter, as you would, and we're going to add our flour. Uh, You can use an all-purpose flour or a cake flour, just nothing very strong. You want a really light cake. Um, There's some baking powder and salt. We have a lemon here. I'm just going to zest it on a microplane.
0: Very ASMR vibes happening here.
1: And what we're gonna do is fragrant our flour, so or perfume our flour. So we're just gonna put that like that. So that goes in the flour. Yes. Check on our pears. When you make it at home, your pears should look sort of like brownish, and if you touch them, they still might be a little bit firm but they need a little bit more time. Now that we've reduced the Martel Blue Swift, it's very sweet now. So we're just going to add a little bit of acidity to counterbalance that. So we're going to take 110 grams of uh, butter, high-quality butter, 83.5% butterfat. You want the good stuff. None of this cheap margarine or any of that. No salt on the butter either, right? salted butter is good too if you want like a little bit more so i, I i'd say you could do it this one is unsalted though uh, i have some raw sugar cane this is uh about 300 grams of raw sugar and then we're gonna split open a vanilla bean if you don't know how to split open a vanilla bean google it I'm not gonna go through it just kidding slice down the middle Once it's open, you just peel back and you get all these delicious... Give it a little scrape on the inside of the bean. These are Tahitian vanilla beans. I think they're the most amazing bean of the vanilla varietal.
0: I prefer Madagascar, but... Really? Not really, but...
1: They're more pasty. I'm going to just put one more in there for good measure, you know? So, bowl goes in the machine with the paddle attachment or the beater attachment, not the whisk. Beat it, beat it. I'm just tossing around these pears in the caramel, making sure it's evenly coated. And at this final stage, they should be fully candied. You're going to add some water to this, to again deglaze. The first time we deglaze with Martel, now we're gonna deglaze with uh, some water. And that's just to reliquify, to release the caramel. Put it into a clean bowl or a Tupperware. Be very careful because it's hot. And plastic wrap it and you let it steam. And they're gonna be the most delicious pears ever. So we check on our cake mixture. Uh, we're just beating this to light and fluffy. And we're gonna crack our eggs. Two eggs. Nice orange yolks. Courtesy of the Tawa. Perfect. So now it's starting to become a cake batter. The eggs brought the butter and the sugar together. And now our nice little fragrant flour. Fragrant flour that we sifted. We're gonna slowly add this in, low speed. And we finish with our heavy cream. The cake batter is gonna be a little thick and that's because we're going to be putting a caramel on top of it. So it's very important that your batter is not too loose. Parfait. If you don't have a KitchenAid, at home. You should out of luck I, for this recipe. <laughs> I recommend like uh, one of those old school like hand kind of beater things like you know, grandma used to have. Like it's just the that kind of thing in magic. jig, like oh the, the, yeah, the you know, handheld the mixer. handheld one. Doing this by hand, you could do it. I'm telling you you're gonna get a workout though. Make sure your guns is up. Make sure you didn't leave your tickets to the gun show at home. Yeah. <laughs> so right now that your cake batter is finished you will uh, apply it or dip it out into your prepared pan. For this cake, I like a large kind of rectangular pan. So now take a, uh, you're going to take an offset spatula or like- Offset? (laughs) Offset spatula or some sort of leveling tool to level out your cake. And then I'm going to show you another technique how to get the cake even flatter. So, you just apply some anger. You can even drop it on the floor. Beat it! Yeah, on the, other side. <laughs> on the other side. Just to tap out the air. I mean, this cake doesn't have a lot of air in it anyway, it's very dense. Okay? into the oven. Uh, The temperature for this cake is 180 Celsius. And you're going to bake this for about 20 minutes. So while the cake's baking, you know, get somebody to do the dishes. John's going to work on the dishes for us make sure our, our place is clean. I'm gonna have a cocktail, and then I'm gonna make the caramel for our ghetto dream cake. Let me explain something about this dream cake. There is a very interesting story behind it. I'm gonna try to pronounce it in Danish, dromakel. <laughs> or it kind of looks, like, looks like it's spelled like drome cage um, Dromakel, Jerome McHale, anyway. they not gonna help him. Dream cake. Jerome McHale. I know there's probably some Danes out there laughing their ass off because I can't say Jerome McHale, but it's dream cake. I just want to hear how
0: it sounds. Say it. Say it. Okay, so it just so happens that I'm a Danish person on set. I can tell you all that it's uh, pronounced "drømme That's all.
1: Jerome McHale. Jerome So yes, Dröme-kayl. this cake. Uh, during my time in Copenhagen, uh, there was a. a Bakery I used to go to called Leghausen, <laughs> uh, and I saw this cake, and I was just like, "What is it? It looks like a granola bar," and it was like in a round pan, and I was like, "What the hell?" Is it? I couldn't even pronounce it, and I was talking to the girl, and she was like, whatever?" and I was like, "What is it?" She's like, "Coconut and all this," and I'm like, "Oh, it sounds all right." At the restaurant, Renee's wife Nadine. Which restaurant she, uh, This is Restaurant Noma. When I was working at Noma in coping against anyone who doesn't know this restaurant, I feel sorry for you, but you should Google it. Um, you should Google me too, because I am the shit. Uh, yeah, no, nah, just kidding. No, but Google this restaurant. It's Noma, N-O-M-A. It's a very, very, very famous restaurant. It's regarded as the world's best restaurant four times in a row. But anyway, uh, the chef and co-owner, Rene Redzepi, his wife made a dream cake for the family and I had a slice of it and I had remember going to this bakery and I was like okay this is what it is and I bit into this thing and it's literally like you're having a dream that's the whole purpose of the dream cake now she gave me her recipe and I've made this cake probably 10 times and it's never come out like hers this will probably be the 11th time I'm making it and it probably is not going to come out like hers because, you know, I changed the recipe several times just to make mine a little bit different. Why it comes out different is she does a little things that don't really go with the recipe. Like she adds a little bit more butter. She adds a little bit more love. So it's like this cake is really about love. So I added my own spin on it and I add a little bit of lemon zest to it, some vanilla beans, um, and then the caramelized pears and... Uh, Yeah, we'll see if this 11th time is gonna come out like hers or better. So you can see it's rising quite a bit. It's a good amount of baking powder in there, which means I need to start making the caramel. The coconut caramel. (laughs) To make the coconut caramel, we're gonna turn on the heat for our pan, add in our butter, we're gonna melt the butter. When the butter melts, we're gonna add our milk. Uh, So the amount of milk that you're gonna add, 100 milliliters. All right, so we have in here the milk and the butter, and then this is uh, our granulated sugar, about 200 grams, and then 300 grams of our light muscovado sugar. Heart of a king, blood of a
0: slave. You know, a lot of pain went into Humans being able to get this sugar, man. A lot of bondage. <laughs> our ancestors bled I, I so I, I we I could cook with cake. this sugar.
1: So you don't want to cook the cake all the way through, because at some point we're gonna pull it out, and we're going to add the coconut caramel on top of the cake. So we're just gonna like par bake it. Now the caramel is boiling. Um, we're gonna check our cake. Yeah. Pull our cake out
0: and put it here. Caramel cartel,
1: courtesy of Martel. We're going to add the coconut flakes. This is about 200 grams. So when your cake comes out of the oven, lower the heat on your caramel, and you're going to take your, a fork, and you're going to prick the cake all over. Because when we pour the caramel over, we want the caramel to seep into this cake, almost like if you were making the very famous tres leche cake. So that's what makes this cake special. So you're basically stepping the cake. Yes. We don't promote violence. Okay. And then take this caramel. Hit it with the hit it with the. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then we spread our delicious caramel yeah. over top. When you do the poking, add a little bit of the Martell Blue Swift um, just to like ump the booziness in it. If you want a little bit more Martell uh, Blue Swift flavor, you can pour it just a little bit on just to glaze the cake and then add the caramel. I think that's a nice touch, but you know, be experimentive here. OK, so now, coconut caramel spread into the oven we go. And we're going to bake this, uh, I'd say, another eight minutes or so. And, uh, and what are we going to do with this cream? So that, we're going to blend in a blender. Let's check on our cake bubbling away looks very fantastic. In the beginning, the bubbles were bubbling very rapidly, and now they're starting to slow down a bit. That's what you want. When they start to slow down, that means that the caramel is set. You don't want to burn this though, because it can burn very quickly. Make sure you put a pan under the pan that you use, because the drippings will get on the bottom of your oven and will (laughs) make it a pain for you to clean. But luckily we have John Gray, the dishwasher here, who's going to clean this oven for us. So that's going to be real nice. I ain't cleaning shit. He's going to be in for a treat. He thinks he's actually just going to eat, but- I'm not cleaning shit. He's going to be in for a treat. (gasps) Cake is done. Okay, very carefully remove the cake out of the oven. Voila. So this needs to cool. I think this cake can actually be eaten any time of the day. I mean, it is a dessert, so you probably would want it after dinner, but I think this is something that you can have any time of the day with Martel Blue Swift. It's just it's just there. Like it's a great cake. Like there's no reason not to eat it. Like to say you're only going to have it after dinner, you're 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 wasting it. the the beautifulness of this cake. So, we'll let the cake cool. John's cleaning the dishes up right now, add a boy, and I'm going to start on uh, straining the cream and whipping it. Give a whiff there, bro. It's Smells very good. nice. It's very nice. All right. And water whip. Just whisk that, whisk that work. Funny story about whipping cream. It's actually not a funny story, it was just a very true story. Like the chef used to have all the cooks like, whip cream by hand, like I'm talking about like two and three liters, just to, you know, you don't break the fat. You don't make butter. You know, you put it in the machine, it just goes really fast, you can't see it. Sometimes it's it gets more whipped on the bottom than it is on the top. Okay, nice cream here. So take a knife and go along the edge of your, Cake, you want the cake to be cool, but not so cool that it makes this this part difficult. So just find that sweet spot. Should still be a little bit warm. So parchment sheet on top of the cake, pan on top, or a cutting board rather. Actually a a cutting board is better because you're gonna cut it. So cake releases out nice and clean. Peel back the parchment paper off the cake. So let's cut the edges first. These are good little snacks to crumble up. Portion the cake as you like. Um, So right now I'm just slicing the pears that we caramelized. I think you can plate this however you like. I, I really dislike when people instruct how you should plate something there's no wrong way to do it um, just make sure you have enough for everyone it has all the fundamentals of noma you know depthness of flavor i think we would switch up the flavors a little bit probably you know i would add some pine salt there would probably be no coconut maybe we would probably find like An something that some ants yeah some ants on the cream you know but i think it's on the aesthetic you know
0: some, um, All right,
1: let's go. Rose hips. So we have the, the drama cattle. <laughs> the, the ghetto dream, dreams, man. We got the ghetto, the ghetto dream cake with a side of uh, caramelized pears. And we have our cream. Call
0: that the, the pear chantelou cream. Let's get cream. into it,
1: because this looks so delicious. And I'm ready to sit down and make it pop. Make it pop.
0: Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to The Cook-Up. Bon appétit. Hit that subscribe button. Keep tuning in. We got more coming.
1: Martel. Please drink responsibly.